0: Big picture, Clippers meet the Sixers in the finals, and the Sixers win it in seven games. And so most fans are already speculating on who's going to win it all. And this comes down to big picture, which dynamic duo you believe in the most. The truth of the matter is when you look at this current NBA and how it's shaped and how it plays out, the gatekeepers in this NBA are the creators, the players that can create something out of nothing, even when they're defended. Well, the guys that can create for themselves and others, if your franchise doesn't have a player with this type of skill set, you're a lottery team. If your franchise does have a player with this type of skill set, but not the proper talent or depth or shooters around, you're probably a playoff contender, but not a title contender. Creators. The ability to beat people off the dribble. The ability to break a guy down. When your offense has failed, when the defense has picked up their intensity and you need a bucket... It's the creators defensively and offensively offensively in this league that makes the difference. And so when I look at the dynamic duos that have been formed this offseason, of course, a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George should be number one. This league is perimeter dominated. I agree. The Lakers, of course, are a formidable team. They've put together two top five players and not since the Warriors. If you believe that both Steph and Katie are top five players, has that been done? But even then they had those two guys along with Clay Thompson and a Draymond Green, a green the depth of a Sean Livingston and more importantly, an Andre Iguodala and the coaching of Steve Kerr. They have built a culture, a roster of, a system that fit all of their skill sets. Everybody knew their role. Even when they brought in Durant, he fit in seamlessly because his skill set fit what they were trying to accomplish. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, because they're both dominant perimeter players offensively and defensively, if healthy, let me say this one more time. All things being equal, and if you're a true fan of the game, we want no one injured. All things being equal, if healthy, yes, the Clippers, I think, will come out of the West. And by default, I'm sure people think they'll meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I disagree with that. I don't think the Lakers, when you look at the roster top to bottom, have enough talent around LeBron James and Anthony Davis to make it to the conference finals. I think they need another scorer. I think they need another creator. When you you look at their roster, truly look at the Lakers roster, once you get past what LeBron can do, he can create for others. ADs a big, but he has the ability to draw a double team. So, yes, he can create potentially for others. But name another perimeter player on that roster that can break somebody down off the dribble and get his own shot. Most people think potentially that could be Kyle Kuzma. I like Kuzma. He's a willing scorer. He's aggressive. He's confident. But he's an inconsistent shooter, and he's not really that good off the dribble. The strength of Kuzma's game, if you ever watch the Lakers play, he's terrific moving off the ball. Cutting back door, coming off screens. Kyle Kuzma has the potential to be a third scorer for the Lakers. If they want to have the type of season that they're being hyped to have, he will be that. I still don't think that's enough because I don't think they have enough creators on that roster. Take a team like the Rockets, a veteran team with one guy in the starting lineup that's not 30 or over. But Eric Gordon can create for himself, James Harden can create for himself, and Russell Westbrook can create for himself, and all three can create for others. And Westbrook and Harden, when they're at the top of their games, are basically unguardable. If Russell Westbrook has kryptonite, it might be of his own doing because at times his shot selection is the very worst. But when he plays to his strengths, attacking the basket, getting downhill, or shooting that 12 to 16 foot pull up, Russell Westbrook's not just a great player, he's a dominant player. I think the Rockets have a puncher's chance to come out of the West because of those dynamics between Westbrook, Harden, and Eric Gordon. I look at Damian Lillard and CJ, terrific guards. They're smaller guards and Portland has never addressed getting another guy that can create off the dribble and give you 20 a night. They they've yet to do that. I think the Blazers of course are in the playoff hunt, but they're not going to make it back to the Western Conference Finals. You look at a team like the Denver Nuggets, a team like the Utah Jazz. And I understand why people are high on the Jazz. When you have a player like Mike Conley, veteran presence, great defender, great team leader, can shoot a high percentage, along with Donovan Mitchell, who can be dynamic. I understand why the Jazz are the sexy pick in the West, but top to bottom, they just don't have the firepower. Can you win a title in today's NBA with a big being your best player? No question, no doubt. If you've got a dominant big who can face up, post up, and create the double team, giving opportunities to their teammates, yes, you can win. Can you win a title? Yes, you can if that big has a gifted perimeter player to play off of them, to take some pressure off of them. Not You can't win in this league with just average perimeter players. Joel Embiid needs Ben Simmons to play at an all-star or superstar level for the Sixers to have the kind of t- success that, they, that they're hyped to have. Simmons not only has to improve upon his own production, not only has to improve upon his ability to shoot, he's got to pick up the slack with Jimmy Butler's departure. Josh Richardson can shoot the three. Terrific defender, but as an offensive talent, he can't match up with what Jimmy Butler can do. Jimmy Buckets can create for others and get his own when it's time to close a game out. That's something that Ben Simmons has got to learn how to do for the Sixers to come out the East. And in the West, you have a very similar situation with Jokic, the Joker and Jamal Murray. If Murray can become more consistent and play at the level that he showed in the playoffs, the Nuggets are a legit title contender. I know a lot of pundits and media people are hyping up that this is the most wide-open season in NBA history and that there are nine teams that have legit title shots. The truth of the matter is there are four teams who are legit title contenders, not nine but I'm sure that excites nine fan bases. Those four teams, Sixers, Bucks. In the West, Lakers, Clippers. I will say this. Each conference does have a wild card. In the West, it's the Rockets. In the East, it's the Raptors. Coming into this season, I already knew that the Clippers had one of the best benches in the league. I already knew that one of the advantages that they had over the Lakers was they had firepower coming off the bench. When you combine a Montrezl Harrell along with a Lou Williams and now a Mo Harkless and a Jamichael Green, the Clippers bench scored 60 points last night versus the Lakers bench that went for 17. Now, that shouldn't come as a shock. And that isn't really the reason why the Clippers won the game. The Clippers won the game because I thought their defensive intensity wore down the Lakers' big two. I thought AD and LeBron looked tired in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. AD was going to the hole strong in the first half, going chest to chest, being very physical and aggressive, attacking the basket. But when you're that physical and there's that much contact, that doesn't just wear on the defender, that wears on you. In the second half, AD wasn't nearly as aggressive. He seemed to be lagging. I thought LeBron at times could have taken over, but he was kind of passive. He seemed to be trying to get others involved when he should have been taking over himself. It's one games in a book, but looking further down the road, Add a healthy Paul George to the squad that I saw tonight. No question, the Clippers are the class of the Western Conference. And I stand by what I said. A.D. and LeBron, two top five players, but they don't have enough talent around them. And as much as I think Kyle Kuzma will help, he's not the answer. I thought A.D. and LeBron both just disappeared in the second half. If not for a superhuman effort by Danny Green, the Lakers would have been blown out. Going forward, they can't rely on Danny Green to get 28 points a night. That's not who he is. And that's not really what they brought him in for. What they need is they're going to have to find a way to get easy buckets. Everything can't be contested. Everything can't be challenged. And they've got to get a consistent effort from AD. If he's going to wear down in game one of the season, what is AD going to be like in game 25 or game 45? Same for LeBron. Two top five players, they need to play like two top five players for 48 minutes. The NBA GMs just did their season survey on this upcoming season. So I thought I'd have some fun, take some of the questions that they were asked, and give my own answers. And we actually might have a few that we agree on. But here's my take on the questions that were asked. Best breakout season in terms of second, third year players. I've got Jamal Murray 1, Brandon Ingram 2, and Jaron Jackson 3. Steel of the draft, I've got Nikhil Alexander-Walker from the Pelicans, Tyler Hero, Carson Edwards, Brandon Clark, and Kobe White. I think those guys, considering where they were drafted, are all steals and can just play the game. Rookie of the year, despite the injury. I'm going to keep it like the draft order. Zion 1, Morant 2, and Barrett 3. Best young core. I've got the Nuggets number one. When you've got the Joker, Murray, Beasley, Porter Jr., Gary Harris. This team is deep, it's talented, and it's only going to get better. They might not win a title this year. But they're going to be a problem for years to come with this core. They have already have a legit superstar in the Joker. And if Murray can be more consistent, he's an all-star slash superstar in the making. Second, I've got the Pelicans. With Ingram, with Lonzo, along with Zion, I like their core. I like that they mix the young, with some talented veterans like a JJ Redick and a Drew Holiday, the most underrated player in the NBA. And at number three, I like the Kings core. I like Marvin Williams Jr. I like the Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill. This team, if they can add a couple of more shooters, they're gonna be a problem. These are my three best young cores. Most surprising move of the offseason. No question for me, it was PG-13. I just didn't see it coming. Salute to Jerry West, Kawhi Leonard, and Uncle Dennis. They just pulled off something that nobody saw coming. Ultimately, the Paul George move had a domino effect on what happened with Russell Westbrook. But no one saw that coming. Best defensive player in the NBA? I've got Kawhi Leonard, followed by Paul George and Giannis. Best pure shooter, no question. This is easy. Steph followed by Clay and JJ Reddick. Best point guard, I went Braun, Harden, and Ben Simmons. Best shooting guard, James Harden, PG 13, and Clay Thompson. Best small forward, Kawhi, Giannis, and Braun. Best power forward, Best power forward, Giannis, AD, and Braun. Best center, Joel Embiid. More dominant than the Joker, even though the Joker is a more all-around player, I think Embiid is more dominant. So I went with Embiid, followed by the Joker. Most improved team, it's the Lakers. They haven't been in the playoffs in six years. It's got to be the Lakers. Still, the ultimate goal is to win it all, followed by the Clippers and the Pelicans. Best leader in the NBA. I got Dame, period. Yeah, I mean, you know, me and you talked, you know, after, mm-hmm. <laughs> after all the uh, free agency was over, then I, we was like, um, we don't see a championship roster. No, we didn't, and I still don't. And this isn't one of those, you know, rush to judgments or prisoner of the moment. If the Lakers had a one last night, it wouldn't have changed my thoughts. The big picture, they're trying to win a championship, and I don't think when it's playoff time and you have to have players play at an elevated level and you have to have a roster top to bottom with depth, I don't think they have that. I don't think they have a championship-caliber team. But to be fair, let me just say this. Every time I hear some basketball pundit say, this year more than ever, nine teams have legit chances to win a title, it makes me go crazy. Nine teams do not have legit chances to win titles. Not true. I'm going to do the spoiler alert move and go, guess what? Utah's not winning the title. The Celtics aren't winning a title. They're not. The Lakers aren't winning a title. I like the Nuggets. Not ready. Not winning a title. Blazers not winning a title. Spurs not winning a title. There are four title contenders, and you and I both agree there's a wild card in each conference. We got Raptors in the East, and I give the Rockets the wild card in the West. Yeah, I mean, as skilled as as Anthony Davis is, you're not even giving the Lakers a shot. No, I'm not going to get caught up in the skill thing because at some point, skill is great. But you called me at halftime, and I told you I didn't think he could sustain what he was doing because he was being extra physical and going straight into people's chest, and that's not really his game. He's a finesse player. And I think he got tired of the physicality. He got worn down by the hard fouls and the physical defense because he went to the free throw line double digits in the first half. In the second half, he drifted further away from the basket. He didn't want that smoke. Yeah, he was looking like Chris Aspazingas out there, man. Oh, you mean a unicorn? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) My little pony. Stop it. He's no unicorn. Now, the Unicorn plays in Brooklyn. Well, actually, he doesn't play in Brooklyn. He's on brooklyn <laughs> I'm excited yeah. that the season started. And I don't want to ruin it for a lot of Laker fans who believe this is a title-winning team. I just don't see what they see. But I will say this. With time left, it's early. Could the Lakers make moves by the trade deadline or sooner? Possibly. Um, But Brian Winhurst, for once, me and him, we agree. The Lakers don't have the assets to go out and make a big deal. They traded away all their assets acquiring Anthony Davis. So I don't see how they could add any real talent to the roster anyway. Everybody says calm down and say it's just one game. And I'm with that. It's exciting. You love the buildup, and it was just one game. But if it's just one game – How come there are like 50 people out there making 700 excuses for LeBron? Why why do you have to do that? Just say the Lakers lost game one of the season. Say the Clippers beat the Lakers. Say Kawhi's team outplayed LeBron's team and leave it at that rather than going, well, he's rusty. He hasn't played. (laughs) He's older. AD should have done more. Really? I mean – Like I said before, when Danny Green gives you 28 points, you're supposed to win that. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to win that because those games come far and few in between with Danny Green. That's not who he is, and I'm not knocking Danny Green. Very good role player. But if you're expecting Danny Green to average 18 points a game for the season, you're expecting too much. Yeah. That's, That's not who he is the Lakers have a real problem because I just don't see enough perimeter talent. And I'm I'm not talking about last night. I didn't see enough perimeter talent when they put this team together. So that I'm clear, I'm not making the case that the Lakers aren't title contenders. What I am saying is the current roster as presently put together is not good enough to win a title. And when you look big picture, this is game one. Over the course of this season, teams will evolve. Rosters will change. There will be moves that are made. The Lakers' rosters will evolve at some point. And I do think there will be an attempt to upgrade on the perimeter. What the Lakers need is for Rob Palenka to pull off a boss move and find a way to get Andre Iguodala onto their roster. I'll be back on Friday to do a short version. I'm going to talk about the players that I think are going to take home individual hardware and individual honors. It's the Cypher. Next time.